What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 28 of the Coffee Club Pod. We are back here doing it intercontinental, Australia to Boulder. Uh, Ollie, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, boys. Good to see you. It's nice to be able to be back and uh, continuing the pod week after week, even though we're pretty far away from each other. So nice to have yeah. that connection still. Finding ways to get it done. Very good way to catch up on a weekly basis between some friends. So it is very nice for that. Uh, before we get into it too much today, do you want to give a big announcement for our beans that are dropping? We have, I don't know what you want to call it, I guess the second iteration, drop number two of Coffee Club Beans, and they'll be coming out. It's Saturday, 2 p.m. Mountain Time, so that'll be, uh, I guess in Australia, that's like Sunday morning, but the thing with these ones is that last time we did it, it was a hundred. It was limited to 100 bags, and so there was, and they sold out in like, I think it was 90 minutes or something, so... You did kind of have to hop on it. This time, we're trying to do it a little different. We have, you can either buy them through just a normal like one-time purchase or you can actually sign up for like a subscription now. So I think it will offer like like a bag every one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Like it'll look on the website. And so that's pretty cool. So if you want to support us, hop on, get those beans. I think for international shipping, we're only doing the one-time purchases because... Uh, the we're very new to this stuff and the international shipping we do not have down yet but yeah if you want to support us uh, buy these beans they go live on saturday they taste really good once again i don't know how into we want to get but we did um, a relatively rigorous taste testing process and the beans are they're both like organic as a blend so it's called the coffee club blend and we'll rotate it every two months and the first bag has some beans from is it peru and nicaragua I think we went with Peru and Nicaragua in the end, and then we went with a few different like ratios of of one to the other, with um, with some yeah fairly rigorous testing. I, I think we ended up with a pretty solid blend in yeah, the end. I, I, <laughs> We're I no experts on it, yeah. but I think I think it it might be an improvement on our last drop too. Like if you like the last ones, I think these ones you'll like even more. I'm I'm a big fan of them. We've been kind of drinking them the last the last week or so yeah we've been i think we've had them since before you guys even went to europe we've been tasting them so it's been a couple weeks now and yeah like we should we should point that out is we did call ourselves the coffee club pod but we never uh pretend to have some like expertise on coffee i have no idea how like real coffee people decide on their flavors because they must have to drink so much coffee like we do it pretty casually you know we 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 try them, we try a few, but we're not like drinking like 10 coffees a day to like find out which ones we like the most. But I think what will be really cool and really consistent is it's always going to be kind of like the beans will be like what we like, like our palate. So it's always going to be us sharing with you guys what we enjoy drinking and what we will probably be drinking like every day. So I think that's a pretty cool way to do it. But yeah, so they'll go live. Um if you want to support us, that's a, that's a great way. It's done once again with White Bridge Coffee Co. Who's uh, he's uh, based in Madison, Wisconsin. Very small, so it's like cool support small businesses, etc. So well, yeah, yeah, that's that. But um, moving on from that, I think it's apt to do a little roundtable check in with everything with everyone because if you tuned in last week, you knew that you know that George and I had COVID. Ollie feeling good. Uh, and now Ollie is in the middle of racing nationals, and we're going to obviously talk about that a lot. He's in between the heats and finals today as he talks to us. But I think we'll start with George and myself because that's going to be kind of quicker to to go through. George, how are you feeling after having COVID for? It's probably like day eight or something. Yeah. Is it, what are we today? Wednesday. Yeah. It's got to be like it's got to be even more than that, which is why I'm still amazed that. Morgan and I are testing positive. Still have COVID. So apparently we still have it. I've been basically what? symptom-free for like, I want to say like four days. Like I, I think I had a headache up until maybe Saturday. And that was basically all I got. And so I've been like doing some easy running the last few days and pretty much a normal amount of easy running, which has been nice to get back to. Haven't tried to do anything hard yet. Um, but... Apparently, there's still something in my body. I don't. We don't really know how the 
that works though. Didn't your mum say something like we yeah. could still have? So time? so it doesn't necessarily. We're doing rapid antigen tests, which are known for not being like 100% accurate, obviously. But if you're still testing positive on those, I guess it's just a sign that there is COVID, the virus still like in your body, but it's not necessarily infectious still. So yeah, it is kind of crazy. I definitely did not think, especially you, because you have been feeling pretty good for a few days now. You're back running and all that. Like I thought you were going to be feeling good. And Me like, too. Ready to get I had it. high hopes for that test. <laughs> then, yeah, well, you were kinda, George, was, George was kind of banking on it because he wanted he wanted to go start getting treatment again today because he had treatment scheduled, and and he tested positive. So it's like, oh shit, need to need to wait another day or so. But yeah, personally, you can still hear it in my voice right now. It kind of goes on and off. Like I definitely have been hit by symptoms pretty hard in terms of I actually feel good most of the time. But when I run, I can't really run. I've been on this kind of walk jog schedule where I'll like walk 400 meters and then I'll jog for 1200 meters to complete the mile. And I'll do like, I'm up to doing like four miles worth of that. So it's not much. It's kind of sad, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been hit like so much harder than I thought I would be. Like, I know there's people who have been hit way worse than I have. So I'm not like saying like it's like the worst thing in the world but it's definitely a lot more than like a cold because i think with something like this you see people who have been like pretty fine and you always assume that you're going to be like that i think that's just like human nature and so that's how i thought it would be but but man yeah i'm still pretty brutal like if i go run my throat it's all in my throat and like upper respiratory like area and it just tightens up and it's bad so like i can't really do anything so i've just been like i've been living in like a like kind of like a vortex where like it's just like I wake up and do the same thing every day and I just hope I feel better and I've been feeling slightly better uh now but it's like it's I've been stuck in the vortex for many more days than I thought I would be so the range is pretty scary of like is the exact my same like variant or the exact same virus and then just like the difference that people can get hit by it blows my mind it's like a lottery and like maybe it is, it is. I mean, it's like a lottery you don't know probably what based get. on some like i don't know maybe some like genetic things like or i don't know people talk about blood type and shit. I <laughs> yeah i know nothing oh ollie what's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I copy went down the wrong way yeah i mean i'm sure there is some good scientific explanation for it which i, I don't know but yeah so ollie you did evade covid though did you have to get a test for nationals no, just vaccination. Oh, you status. didn't? No. So, so, oh, you took a test when you got back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an antigen test and it was negative. Uh, my dad had uh, tests and he was negative. My mom had tests, roller. Um, and it was funny because, like, no one has any symptoms. Everyone's good. I'm training well, feeling good, looking strong, as my dad yeah. would say. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy how we, like, I, particularly Alicia and Dathan, Dude, um, I don't know how I didn't give it to you to any of you three. Yeah, I don't <laughs> right know how. Left. I don't know how they didn't get it um, because from the way it looked from our group, it, it seemed to be very easily spread. But it just didn't go to Dathan and Alicia, which you know is, is is fortunate for them. So, which is good. But um, no, everything's been been fine with with that. Um, but here, Australia is complete opposite of what it was like two years ago with COVID. Like no one's wearing masks. Everyone's pretty vaxxed. But no, everyone's kind of just over it. Like, if you get COVID, then you go you go into quarantine in your house or whatever. But no one's wearing masks and like people getting tested. But if you're vaccinated, it's much more of a like, oh, it's all right, you're vaccinated. Whereas I know at Worlds, you, if you're vaxxed, you still get your PCR test um, to go to compete for a meet, but not for nationals. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's good. It's just like it's just taking those steps back and back to normalcy, which is nice. And that's you yeah. know that's why you're able to actually just like be home now and compete in nationals, which a year ago was a lot more difficult to do than it is now. So that's super <laughs> nice. But so yesterday you competed in the heats, and it was it's kind of crazy. So that's it's your first time racing open nationals, and it'll be your yeah. first time racing Australian nationals in like. How many years would it be? Um, well, the the only nationals I've ever run was cross country nationals, so I've never oh, run. So a track it's literally nationals. your first track nationals ever. Yeah. So I yeah. actually was very 
um, very green going into it. Like I didn't know the procedure or the setup or anything like that. Um, and it was, it was pretty straightforward, but, um, yeah, it was my, it, that was kind of an experience in itself. Cause I thought, um, I've kind of skipped a step in my, in my career because I've been able to do, um, some wonderful events and be able to compete against some amazing people. And then, um, I've come back to Australia and I'm like, holy crap, this is the biggest event in Australian track and field. This is the national championships. And, you know, I never did it um, before I left for That's college. That's actually insane. So it's pretty wild. Um, and, like, I remember, like, and I had the nerves. Like, I was nervous. Like, I, you know, I was in the call room with all the guys and putting the spikes on and, and the bibs and stuff and uh, walking out on the track. And, you know, it's just, it's that nerves. It's like, oh, this is actually, like, this is the Australian championship. Like, it, that, to me, was like, oh, this is what I missed when I was in America. I didn't never did this. And uh, it was a really fun experience. And it was nice to be able to compete against fellow countrymen and like you know be a part of it so um it was a lot of fun yeah that's what we were talking about this we wanted to like emphasize how kind of big of a deal it was because we we were like shit man like imagine if that you compare it to the u.s trials which we're like we've we've seen and how big of a deal it is and it's like you're just so casually racing in like our version of the u.s trials and like based on how like tomorrow goes like you know you could have qualified for worlds and the com games so it's like it's a freaking big deal like it's it's like yeah it's the biggest athletics meet in australia and like and it's it is weird because it's like when you're in the u.s obviously it's easy to like forget all this stuff is happening back home but it is like a massive deal so yeah well i i guess we just wanted to make sure that everyone knows like this is freaking legit what's what's happening and uh definitely get behind our boy and uh, like it's i don't know you it, you made you yeah it's very good though it goes under the radar super easily over here with if if like no one says anything yeah well i it's funny because sam Tano was uh supposed to run um he was entered yeah. in the 1500 but i think he had some some issues with covid um yeah from i actually did see that he said something about having some yeah. having covid maybe a few weeks ago a month ago and and not feeling yeah. 100 still that would have been that would have been fun to see actually. Yeah, cause it would have been good, comp, you know, good comp for him to compete. Um, I, obviously, Stewie has scratched because of uh, you know his issues with COVID as well and recovery, um, which is how about Jai? Jai scratched. Um, he had some Achilles problems, I think. Hmm. So he's he's just um, unfortunately dealt with that. So it's it's honestly it's kind of kind of shitty when you think about it because I mean. Us three now, like we're competitors, and you want to compete against the best in the country. And unfortunately, like two of the best guys in Australia can't compete for very valid reasons. You know, like they're sick with, well, they're dealing with COVID complications and 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 bad injuries, and it sucks because you know you want to compete against them, you want to race against them, and uh, you know, it's that's that's the the main gist of it. But um, yeah, I hope hopefully they um, Jai's uh, does okay with recovering from the injury and, and Stewie will be back running hopefully hopefully soon yeah for anyone confused by why tanner would be entered in australian nationals oh, yeah. which is probably not very common in the rest of the world australia i think i mean and i think new zealand vice versa allows like internationals to run or maybe just new zealanders to run in no, no, Champ just for yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. Like, it's like an open race. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Anybody, so over, like 50, <clears throat> over 50 New Zealand athletes apparently at Aussie Champs this week. I actually, yeah. I went and ran one year and we would, like how Ollie said, he'd only ever run cross nationals. Like we would go run Aussie cross every year. It's pretty yeah. cool being able to do that. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, one thing that Australia does that really well. And I think Australia and New Zealand can do it because we're smaller, but like we have nationals from when you're like 12 years old, like age group nationals. Like, so there'll be like under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, under 18s, under 20s, and then opens. So that whole time, like you're racing against the best kids in the country that are the same age group. And like New Zealand will start coming over at like, is there a certain age? No, under 16, they're definitely there. Maybe even younger. Yeah, I don't, I think just whenever you want really and it's yeah. like it's pretty sick that like you can you can actually compete in those events together and yeah it's both cross country and track so that's like it's just like a really cool that like australia has that and like you represent your state like america just doesn't have like an equivalent to that where like yeah everyone's like wearing like their state uniform and it's like a big deal being part of your state team like well not everyone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's how it is that's how it is growing up and it, it's pretty cool and um 
But yeah, I mean, Australia is just such a smaller thing to the US. Even if you look at just nationals in general, it's like, it's not like the US, because I think in the last few weeks, the US trials or US national standards came out and they're like pretty, they're pretty legit. What was the 1500? Was it 338 or 339? Like it's something in that region. Whereas if you did that in Australia, it would be like, I want to say like less than 10 people. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think in the five k went down another five six. Like, I think you have to run under thirteen twenty to make yeah. the, the. So you can't. It's not the same. So then you watch the nationals, and it, it's an interesting mix of things. Like this is what Ollie's experiencing, where there's like there's like the pros, like the really good elite guys, and then there's just like a ton of like guys who are like twenty who are like good, but you know, like going like looking more closely at your race, Ollie. Were you like? man, I'm going to like mess these kids up. Like... <laughs> I, I was surprised because I, I walked out. Um, like I, I walked out. So you go from the call room and out into the truck and they walk us up to the line. And I just, because I looked at the stadium, and like it's a big stadium. Like it's not the Olympic stadium, but it's a, like it's a pretty decent sized stadium. And uh, there's no one in it. And uh, I just go, oh, wow, it's packed. And then the, the people just looked at me with a really bad look. I was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. But, um, but I'm walking out and I'm just, I'm a lot taller than everyone else. And I just feel a bit out of place a little bit, you know. I'm in a, I'm in a bodysuit. I'm literally walking out. Because <laughs> yeah. people, people are just in like their like kind of casual club gear. Yeah. yeah. Like, club you sing like, like they, they hand have, out. Yeah. Like that you have to wear. They're not in yeah. any like kit they're just in their like their local club gear which is really cool because they all got all these different clubs and they got all these different colors and stuff um, does the new south wales but, team hate you for not wearing new south wales uh, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> I mean, most of the most of the elite like uh you know like linden and yeah, um, yeah. Like Justin runs just trash, but um like a lot of those top runners in australia will wear their professional kits matt ramson always professional makes kits, sense so, um that's okay but it's 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 very yeah, like you got kids out there. And I mean, I was looking at this, like some of the kids can't break, you know, maybe they're, they're not their PBs, you know, 342, 343. They could have run a PB in the in the heat. So it's pretty cool to have kids turn up and compete like that. But it's just a very different situation than when it goes to the US because the US has so much, you know, depth um, yeah. in that. I def- in that yeah, it's definitely not people. like a bad thing. No, it's not 100%. a bad thing. It's just but, like more yeah, amateur. Me, like the race, <clears throat> the race went. You know, I did exactly what I wanted to do in the race and felt really good doing it. Um, but um, yeah, it's just like the way Australia is, it's, it's such a small, still such a small country, even though we're such a big landmass, we're still so small. So um, we don't have the amount of depth that America has. And I think that's what we've gotten so comfortable with or used to when we're living over there. And then you come back here and it's like, oh, wow, there's just not, not that many people. So still very good top class talent, but just not as many people um when you look at and compare it to the uh, USA trials it's yeah. definitely cool I think having like being those kids at the the kind of coming up level being able to race against guys like you and Stewie and Rambo like they're kind of like the people they look up to already and otherwise wouldn't be able to race you guys ever because yeah. you're, like you're not in meets that they can get into whereas I would definitely feel like I definitely yeah agree with that because like particularly for New Zealand and Australia like you see like people like George or people like um Stewie myself like that are competing at the world stage um competing at some of the best meets in the world in the, in the sport and uh then you can see them come back and you actually get to compete against them in the trials it's a pretty cool feeling because you're like you know it, it shows you that oh I, I could potentially do that someday I could potentially be there because you know I'm turning up to these nationals and I'm competing so um it's definitely a cool uh experience to have kids hopefully thinking like well, hopefully, yeah, they're thinking like, oh, why not me? Why can't I do that? You know, like and, and strive to do it and compete at the national champs and then hopefully, um, you know, progress. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty good cool. coffee club at the, <laughs> at, at the grassroots level. It's not coffee club, <laughs> Hashtag yeah. good for the sport. Hashtag good for the sport. It's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, I got some good coffee club responses um, when I was uh, there. I saw the picture. I saw the pictures. Did people come up to you and like say like what's up and stuff? I saw you had yeah, stickers so- ready to go. They were very like it was funny because there was kids around. There was everyone was around, but they didn't say anything before the race. And then after the race, all these kids came up and they got like some got photos and some. Um, that boy that I gave um, a sticker to, he, he made me sign his on shirt, and uh, you know I gave him a sticker and 
you know, they're all like, yeah, coffee club. And they're all, you know, so that was yeah. really cool because um, they obviously wanted to say something, but they wanted like, oh, we'll wait until after the race. And um, yeah, they all, you know, talking about how much they love coffee club and they all listen to it. And it just, it's very surreal because we started this thing as Oceana boys in the States thinking that probably we're going to be more receptive in the States, but to hear it actually coming from home, people actually listening to it and paying attention to it um it's very it's very fun and it's not just kids it's like adults too that um came up to me and said oh yeah love listening to coffee club a lot of swearing but love listening to coffee club so, <laughs> yeah um, it, it's really it's really cool feeling and it's it's nice to know that people are enjoying what we're putting out so yeah i mean like going back to kind of what we we're talking about before and like all about this type of stuff is like i can actually really i i get it because like not to blow too much smoke up your ass but like i bet you a lot of those people just to have the opportunity to like be in the same race as you is like pretty amazing because I remember not that long ago, I think I competed in open state track. I never competed in open national, open um, nationals, but I competed in open states. And like I was racing against these guys who were like big names in this state. And these guys, no offense to them, are nowhere near the name that you are right now. And for me to be in that race when I was like 17 or 18 was like, it just was so special and it was such a big deal. So I 100% think like just having the opportunity to be in that race with you for a lot of these kids, it's probably like really cool for them. And then also I think it's just like, yeah, all these kids are doing it in, on, in such a more amateur way where it's like if you were at the U.S. Nationals, everyone there pretty much is like taking it really seriously and they're all like, okay, how can I be professional? How can I like make money from this sport? Whereas like you turn up at nationals in Australia and maybe like 5% of the athletes are professional runners and the rest of them are just either in university or they have jobs and they're just like, I love athletics. Like I just want yeah. to do athletics. I have a lot of friends in athletics. It's been my life. And so the love for the sport is just like, it's not like better or worse, but it's just different, you know? And it's, it's a cool vibe. Like that is a vibe that I miss being over here in the States is, yeah and then you do meet the people that are into it it means like they fucking love it like when you meet those kids like they absolutely love this sport so yeah it's really nice it's making me feel like i need to go back (laughs) and do it one day that's what i felt that's honestly what i felt like being able to go back and uh like it's just it's something that i missed and i i'm so glad that i'm able to do it now and compete and be a part of it because it's just like it's such such a cool surreal feeling because everyone regardless of like yeah i mean like amateur people just say take it so seriously just purely for like the competitive competition and just to have a good time at nationals and it just it's a lovely feeling it is really good i i'm really enjoying it i enjoyed it yesterday yeah do you know who who did a really good job of that in their career and i'm i'm kind of now realizing more as well as yeah. going yeah. back and running like that dude obviously did not need to go run in champs pretty much ever but I, he was there regularly and I remember when I I won the under 20 1500 one year and he won the senior race and I'm, I don't know who he was racing I think he was like I think he said beforehand that he was gonna like try and PR in the 400 like at the end like that was yeah. that was his race plan it was like his, yeah that was and he ran I think he closed in like 50 flat or something um, but freaking kids were loving it and like yeah I, I loved it that he was there. Like I got to watch yeah. his, I think I ran faster in the under 20. Hell yeah. I was pretty pumped about yeah. that. <laughs> I remember. Um, well, hopefully next year's but, the year, man. When, Cause like dude. Nick Willis was able to work it out where he was able to like go back and train for mm-hmm. a bit and bring his family. It's, it's just so far away and so hard, but ho- we're hoping for all the Oceania coffee club fans out there. We're hoping that next year we're going to be able to like actually go down under and it's like true. do a training camp there. So next year, hopefully is the year, but um should we do a little i I can tell ollie is kind of like being all modest right now should we say how the race actually went like (laughs) (laughs) i I was trying to nudge ollie to talk about it but i know he doesn't want to because it's like he he just went to the front yeah no um it was good i mean ritz ritz pretty much gave me the game plan for the heat saying um look just stay out of trouble um stay relaxed and like 600 to go just wind it up um and stay relaxed don't don't pull any gears into it unless you need to, like, unless it's desperate. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Like, um, We're like 50, it was pretty windy, actually. Right? Sorry? You go through 400 and, like, 58 and then 202 maybe? 
Yeah, for the first bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's slowed 22, down quite a bit. Yeah. Being in those uh, other races with Jakob and stuff, I didn't realize how slow that is when you like slow down like to a 64. Yeah. I was like, yeah. holy, we're walking right now. So then it's a nice I, feeling when, when 202 feels like a walk. Yeah. <laughs> it felt, felt good. But it, we slowed down. There was a lot of wind too. Um, but then, yeah, 600 to go, I just kind of started to wind it in and um, felt pretty relaxed going through and just finishing it and making sure that I got my spot for the final. So it yeah. was it was really good for me race-wise. I don't know. I think I closed in like a 56 or something, which was nice. So that felt pretty relaxed. Um, I know the final is going to be pretty tough. You know, you got yeah. – Really good guys um in there rambo is one of them and um uh a few other young guys coming through you know that are that are keen and, and, and probably training really well so it'll be fun fun final and hopefully uh you know come away with it with a win and uh we'll see what happens though yeah it should be fun did you did you watch the second heat from the track did you stay there and watch it no, well, we were put in, we were under, put in the underground section till they oh, cleared okay. the race, and then we just walked up, and then I was getting this guy wanted to get a photo with me. He's wearing a, um, he's wearing an NFL jersey, and he got a he got a photo with me, and then I just walked back to the warm up track. I didn't see the race, but I know, um, I think Rambo won it, and then it was like pretty close. So I was like two, three, four, were like right there. Yeah, the second he had like was it four or five guys coming to the line together, and they're all like pretty good pretty guys, good. like Rory Hunter. Cam Griffith, Matt Ramson, Jude, some some guy called Jude who's like this really young Australian who's good. I yeah. think he's like a bunch younger than us, so I never knew him. But uh, yeah, this was Stanisic in that second heat. He was in my heat. Was he in your heat? And Jack Ancy was also Ancy in your was heat. in your heat. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely like some real good guys. Like even someone like Rory Hunter, who's like been. Um, like kind of in the hunt for a national title like in the last few years so fourth last year yeah, yeah like it'll be it'll be pretty good to see you've um, seen craig huffer out there it was pretty sweet <laughs> very nice track club alum almost yeah. yeah i feel like once you're once you're a very nice track club no matter what I you think do, it's like you're a, still it's like lifelong membership yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's how it works i trained with that dude in flag like i don't know what you're saying trained with i went for a couple of runs with him like my freshman year track season when he was still kind of training more with the very nice track club did he go to college here like what how did he get connected with them did he just yeah i think he went to like adam state adam state that makes sense a lot of aussies have been yeah in there. and then i don't know how he ended up yeah. <laughs> on that but yeah yeah well ollie so this 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 episode is going to come out about 12 hours before your final uh, yep. Do you want to give away your your racing plans for the finals for any really keen <laughs> listeners? It's like an Easter egg. Like if you're racing in the final against Ollie and you're like a super fan and you watch this right as it comes out, then you'll get some like uh, get some insights. Your best chance to be Ollie <laughs> is if you're listening to the Coffee Club uh, right before the race. Definitely. <laughs> uh, anything? Yeah. The 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 advice. The, what I say is it's going to depend on the weather. What I do. 100% will depend on the weather and what I do. But Interesting. I'm not going to definitely do what um, Stewie did for Jai, but I will obviously try and make it as hard as possible to win that race. So That's, um, that's, a, that's, some, that's, that's that, a good statement to the competitors. Cryptic. Yeah. But I'm, like I'm confident enough that I can make it pretty hard race, <laughs> um, but I won't make it like what Stewie and Jai did. Yeah. So. Damn. Well... That's very exciting. That's got me excited, man. Um, yeah, good luck in that final. That's going to be... It'll be a tough one, but we see. Yeah, Hopefully, it's it. not too late here. I'm sure it will be, though. I think it's, it's like 2 a.m. Like 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty late. Pretty That's pretty late. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, we'll either happen to be awake then or we'll watch it first thing in the morning. But yeah, good luck with that, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate bring home, it. Bring home a, the dub for the coffee club. Coffee club dub. First national, it'll be for Coffee Club's first national title. <laughs> you can pull it off. Yeah. We got to get, like, if we ever have, like, more of, like, a studio set up and we have, like, a bunch of stuff in the background, we'll have to have, like, a board which has, like, Coffee Club team records and, <laughs> yeah. like, and, like, stuff that we should probably have for OAC, hopefully, in the new gym. We'll have to have yeah. our own little Coffee Club version of it. But That'd be sick. And we, all, all the national titles, all, the, all that stuff. All yeah, that it's stuff. funny we got... 
out of the three of us, we got Olympic, like Olympians and world finalists, but we don't have any national titles and opens. Got oh, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about, um, oh, you have one in college, right? The 5K? But yeah, you did actually. This is true, but, but, but it, not coffee club. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really count as coffee club. Doesn't count. Okay, so in coffee club um, terms, we haven't got one yet. It's, it's pretty much anything that's happened since fall of last so year. So actually, coffee club has no Olympians. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, no Olympians. Coffee club, coffee clubs should definitely also be like the very nice track club where no matter what happens with it, you're associated. And wait, should we say that guests? get to be part of the coffee club track club <laughs> that would be an interesting one we just like we just claim them otherwise <laughs> well it will never grow if we don't have guests as coffee club right it just stays yeah. the same as a three yeah so i think we have, maybe, to, maybe we have to have guests as coffee club honorary coffee cool club feature that'd be yeah. cool yeah so yeah nationals on for ollie which is a big deal as we want to emphasize again if he wins he'll have qualified for world champs and com games which is obviously the big goal for us as pro runners so it's pretty sweet to see him out there doing it anything else cool happening down under that you want to update us on ollie a lot of rain a lot of rain still raining still raining uh other than that i've been hanging out with the roger's very different to gus like gus is like playful and wants to enjoy your company and stuff roger is like an old man old grumpy man (laughs) going to his little bed and you try and go up to him and like say hello and like give him it. You go, and he just makes that noise, like piss off kind of thing. So I've been trying to bond with him. Yeah. Jose is getting drenched. So he's like hiding under a rock. Don't see him much. The lizard. Jose the lizard. Carlos, Wait, like lizard? Carlos. He's in the basement. He's like Carlos. <laughs> he's just in the basement. He's just playing video games. Um, playing a lot of Elden Ring. Oh, level yeah. 92. So apparently, Snyder's 200 and something fucking ridiculous yeah one of our roommates is over level 200 in Elden ring which is very impressive so sweaty but um other than that i haven't really been able to do much because i think after nationals and it's the same i was talking to cam as well and and jack um american-based guys like after this race we'll be able to like you know socialize go see people and and catch up with people and that's what i'm hoping to do um so you got a nice little vacation book still yeah taking the family away uh we're going to a beach house for a couple of days because they can't get time off work unfortunately um i'd rather just start a new job so he's working in bondi (laughs) chris chris is working in bondi which is like a very if uh for americans that don't know like know like bondi is like a very posh beachy area whereas chris my brother like we come from canal which is kind of still posh but not as like um i would say like bondi is like the the top of like poshness i would say you know what i mean is like it's like the aussie version of jersey shore was filmed what's that yeah. thing called yeah and you got like <clears throat> not geordie right? shore that's the british one geordie yeah, shore did a season where they they were in australia oh, and, really? they, and they I were in the eastern suburbs i didn't know oh eastern suburbs yeah but yeah yeah um, yeah so he's working out there and he's like i mean chris is a, sticks out like a sore thumb probably in bondi <laughs> um, also morgan i would and geordie i forgot to mention this i got home so many mullets. There's mullets everywhere. Everyone's got a mullet here in Australia. Like Dude, literally, was walking so around cool. the track, and there's just mullets, like really good mullets too, like long, thick, curly ones. It's I think unbelievable. Especially in track and field, I think globally, track and field mullets are very in right now. But I think, yeah, d- definitely like general pop culture as well for like young kids, like those little TikTok kids. I think they're pretty cool as well. You run on like the All Blacks and like the New Zealand cricket team. I feel like I've all had mullets in the last like year. Like, it's like a sports person thing right now. It's just like it's just fun. Like it's just like it's just so like, cool. Yeah, it's just like you don't take yourself so ser- too seriously, but also it actually looks good. It looks like, good. Yeah, some people if, look if really them, good. Not all girls are gonna and guys, I guess, are gonna agree with that. But dude, the AFL really players though, some of them are like really good looking guys, really fit guys, and it's got this massive long blonde mullet, just like beautifully like like just flowing at the back of the neck it's like unbelievable so it's, it's so like oceana like it just reminds me of like australian new zealand culture it's awesome yeah talk, talking about afl just a quick little uh little uh thing because last week you mentioned that you might go to an afl game and then oh, you yeah. didn't and your brother and what happened in that game i think anyone listening should look it up because it was like the craziest thing ever just look so up crazy. like 
Buddy Franklin a, a thousandth goal. And so AFL is Australian Football League for anyone who doesn't know. And this guy scored his career a thousandth goal, which is, I guess, I'm not a big AFL person, but I guess it's like a generational like achievement. Like it's it's a massive deal. And there was seven minutes to go in the game when he did it. And everyone stormed the field and they were on the field for like 10 minutes and there was still like seven minutes left in the game. People were running on the field before he'd even kicked his goal, like as he went to kick it (laughs) and like they knew it was going to go in. Like it was, it's like probably the coolest sports spectacle that I've ever seen. Top Australian sporting moment uh, at home too. Because like I think he had to score four goals in the game to get it. So they weren't sure if he was going to get it or not. And my brother said, because my brother went on, he stormed the field. And uh, <laughs> with all his mates, and he said apparently they were all like lining up, like literally it was like a track star. They're all lining up with their like leg like this, ready to go. And um, they said when he kicked it, it just looked so clean. All my brothers and his mates was like now, now, and they're jumping over the thing, and they're just all sprinting in. Everyone's grabbing everyone, and it was pretty funny because there was some Geelong people that also who were the opposition to um to Buddy who kicked the goal. Opposition fans are jumping on too. My brother was just yelling at him and heckling them. He's like, yeah, fuck you. Like all this other shit. Um, but it was very funny. And apparently also some of the Swans people, because they were trying to push everyone out. It's taking like half an hour to get everyone to go back into their seats or get the players going again. Some of the players, Swans players, got pushed out outside the stadium. So they had to go all the way back around to get back <laughs> into the stadium for the game. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah so like- there's a lot, lot going on. I can't imagine anything like that ever happening in like American sports. Like it's just like because everyone's kind of chill about it. It's like cool about it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. just calmly asking, like, "All right, uh, could everyone please return to their seats? There's still uh, seven minutes to go." Yeah, like, they just knew they could do like anything. Beer about it. like this is beer and cigarette, like this everything. But like this, yeah. Just it's not, it's like in, in America, in America, they have all the security, right? They have all like the guards with the guns and stuff, like police. Whereas yeah. I don't think they have much of that at the stadium. It's, it's overwhelming. It's pretty so, funny. Yeah, anyone anyone listening who wants a little taste of our coaches, go go YouTube, Google Buddy Franklin a thousandth goal. And it's just like it's just amazing to see. But uh awesome. yeah, with that I think so this week we requested Q and A questions and George has been going through them and it is a mountain of I probably got yeah. through like half of them. Yeah, <clears throat> but thank you to everyone who sent them in. We've got Q and A lined up now for like the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> I think so. so I think so. Maybe the rest of our lives. Maybe the rest of our lives. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start delve into some of those because over here in the US, like not really much happened in the sport this week, so we didn't really have much to talk about. But there's some more quick fire ones to start off. Uh, and the first one was Will Bryant wanted to know George's hair routine. And I'm sure, I'm sure like Will was the one who asked the question, but I'm sure like, you know, there's probably hundreds of kids out there that would love to know. <laughs> thousands. 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 Both, probably both guys and girls would love to know yep. your hair routine. It is rigorous. <laughs> rigorous hair routine. Um, I haven't washed my hair in probably like five or six years. That's that's the routine. The routine is never to wash it. Genetics. Or Genetic. conditioner or anything. Yeah. So I do absolutely nothing. That's the routine. That's such a letdown for all these kids. I know. And they can't just like, oh genetics just can't won't let me do it. Yeah. There's you, no secret. Go back and have your parents wait, do you reckon it comes from your dad's side or your mom's side? Um good question. Yeah. My dad has hair. Which is a good thing. Although apparently, like, so not going to go bald, hopefully. But I think baldness comes from like they say, like your mum's dad or something. That's what I heard as well. Skips a generation. Also has hair, and he's like ninety-seven. That's a very good sign. So, I think it's all genetics. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry, Will. <laughs> sorry. Oh, well. uh, the next one comes from Shay. Is that how you say that name? I think so. Shay Brandon. Do you all take supplements? Other than Mountain Dew. So, Ollie? <laughs> I actually forgot to mention this. I was walking after finishing the um, the heat and the kid had a Mountain Dew bottle. He said, do you want to finish this now or after the final? I said, give it to oh, me after. 
That's amazing. Thank you so yeah. much, whoever that kid was. Yeah, I literally so brought him out in bottle to uh to the track. Um, do I take supplements? Yes. Um, I took a supplement of love, <laughs> supplement of caring. No, um, I take vitamin D and iron. I feel like that's pretty like it's been pretty standard for me for a few years. Um, and then Mountain Dew as well. Um, I've been taking a bit of magnesium as well, but not as much anymore. I feel like I probably should because I think it helps with my sleep and my joints and bones or whatever. I don't know what it does, tendons or something. <laughs> I don't know, George, you probably know. But, uh, other than that, I, that's yeah, magnesium's good. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take it next, George? <laughs> um, yeah. That mountain, do you think that thing, that might start to become more regular? That's your second time in California. Some kid had a can. Yeah. I, I want to get a deal, man. I want a deal. Mountain Dew, hit me mountain up. Mountain Dew to Ollie, man. If you see Free product. Um, yeah, similar to Ollie. Iron, vitamin D, magnesium. Yeah, I think that's it. We do, we're we're, we're pretty chill without without supplement regimes. Like we we get blood tests, like liver. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, we started eating liver. So it's basically a supplement. So yeah. shout out to our good friends, member of the coffee club, track club, Harvey Nelson. Uh, un- very unqualified <laughs> nutritionist. Yeah, he, uh, he gives us nutrition advice sometimes, and he said to start eating liver because it's like just full of like a lot of good stuff. So we we eat chicken liver in our bolognese, and we recently tried beef liver this week because he told us oh, really? that a lot of his teammates that had COVID they came back and they had bad like weird blood stuff going on. Yeah, like low B12 and iron, I think. So, yeah. We, we wanted to recover from COVID, so we crashed <laughs> the liver. <laughs> it was when we ate it the first time, like fried on its own, and it was like, it wasn't good. Mm, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> but but it, I yeah. made damn good bolognese the next time. You made, yeah. yeah. I think you that's just the way. Liver, like that bolognese is freaking you good. Just gotta, you just got to hide it in some, in some bolognese. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just bolognese, bro. Either. And also the thing is, is that liver costs like $3 a pound. Like yeah, they just, so they just if you go to the right place, like a butcher or like Whole Foods or whatever, like they just give it away. So, and it's so healthy. So that is actually a little pro tip for anyone who's wondering, but in That's terms of tip. supplements. You're kind of letting from supplements into a good cooking uh, yeah. diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm the exact same as these guys. I take vitamin D during the winter because I had low vitamin D and then I occasionally take iron, but I think I get most of my iron like pretty well from just food and that's it really like nothing too crazy we we, we do do collagen as well yeah i was gonna say it's collagen or something i haven't taken collagen in a few months i should probably get yeah i'm pretty that. i'm pretty sus of like a lot of the supplement industry because it's just yeah. like oh the supplement industry <laughs> is a huge freaking it's such a scam. it's just a cash cow it's, it's such a scam. so yeah we're, we're pretty big on like eat real foods and to like the basics yeah. we're pretty big on like no real shortcuts i guess is what i would say like sometimes we take these certain supplements like when it makes sense to like vitamin d during the winter and stuff but in general it's like it's like the tough. hair routine there's no yeah. secrets there's no <laughs> secrets. it's just an edit yeah so yeah that's our supplements um nothing too crazy this is a quick one from maggie is when i'm racing and the answer is i have no idea because at one point i thought i was gonna be racing well, they did. I guess this is this is kind of breaking news. You're, you're on the Instagram for it. Yeah, they did announce that I was racing the Penn Relays four by mile, which obviously like OAC is going to compete at on sponsoring the meet. Yeah, they, they did announce I was racing, but it was always going to be a bit of a game time, not game time decision, but it's going to be dependent on how I came, how I came back from the injury and all that. And now that COVID's hit me pretty hard, I think that's kind of washed the idea of me competing there. And then there's also a sound running me one week later, which on is sponsoring, but I don't think I'm going to be racing there. Like, I think I was maybe going to pace there if things were going well, but yeah, unfortunately there's no concrete answer to that question. It's just like, hopefully by, hopefully I'm racing a lot in the second half of the season, I guess is what I'll say. If things, if things go well, according to plan, then that's what I'll be doing. So yeah, that's, that's the answer to that one. And okay, this was a question from Noah, and we haven't talked about this in a while, so I wanted to bring it back <laughs> up. How do you play indoor bocce? 
You gotta have a it's big different to outdoor bocce. I th- well, <laughs> it wouldn't be different to outdoor. Bo- I think we just essentially made up our own bocce rules. Yeah, in yeah. a way. So if we played it outdoors, it'd be the same. But what's special about our indoor bocce is that for anyone who doesn't know, we we would play it in our basement, and we didn't play as much since I like I broke like a TV, like seven hundred dollar TV. <laughs> so we kind of stopped playing, but. Uh, we would play two on two bocce and it was like really fun. And like, what was unique, I guess, is that in our basement, there's like a lot of stuff in the way, like tables and couches and all that. And Gimli's like a cat (laughs) cat tower, a cat tree, but everything was fair game. So you would throw the white ball out and then you could like try put it in a nook. A favorite was going either around the corridor or up the stairs and then everyone would have to play for that. So that's probably what made it unique. It's pretty much always me and Snides versus Morgan and Ollie. Yeah. We had like yeah. a, a big tally going of that series. I think we were doing a best of seven, best of seven, best of seven. And I think we, I think we only, I think the score was probably like five to six or five to yeah. seven games when we stopped. I think Ollie and I would do two games. But yeah, there was some good back and forth there. So I do recommend Indoor Bocce. It's, uh, it's a pretty basic game. But um, the next. Q&A, this is more of like a real question. I mean, the, the other ones have been real questions, especially the supplements ones. But this one, I think, is going to be a little bit more personal. And it comes from uh, Katie Burgess, who I've never met her, but she's like a pretty big graphic designer for a lot of the running stuff now. So check her out on Instagram. She's, her work is like super cool. And hopefully we'll get to do something with her at some point. But she pretty much wanted to know like what we all did in college and kind of like what our interests were outside of running, like just our life interests. And so kind of like if we weren't running, what we would be doing slash, I guess, what we would like to do once we finish running. And that's obviously like a pretty hard question, but I think it'd be interesting for us to all go through like kind of where we come from in that regard and where we're going with the, yeah, with the idea that hopefully we're all running for like, as long as we can. I think that's all our goals is to run for another like 10 years or whatever, but you never know what happens in this sport. I mean, I've, I've thought about this one a bit since I wrote the question down so I can start off if you guys uh, want to get your thoughts together a bit. But in school, I was a finance major, but I knew that in my last two years, like I wasn't interested in finance at all. I was kind of like, <clears throat> I was just doing it because it was I did have some interest in it at some point and I didn't want to do something here in America that wouldn't be potentially useful back in Australia. And so I knew finance was a useful major to get, but yeah, by the end, like I was not caring about finance at all and I kind of knew I was going to run. So that was obviously part of it as well, but I've definitely changed a lot since becoming a pro runner. It's been what, three years for me now two two or three years, I guess. And I'm obviously like a lot more into like marketing and like media stuff now. So I try and work on those skills a lot. So that's like my big hobby and like something that I would like to consider doing. Like if I had to, if I wasn't able to run anymore and I had to get a job, I would definitely like to try to get a job in that area. Like it is kind of like a passion now, but yeah, with that said, I don't know where I'll be by the time I'm done running. So who knows if that's still going to be a possibility, but yeah, I guess that's probably almost for all three of us. Now we're involved in the media side of it, which is kind of weird. I don't think any of us really mm-hmm. expected that, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my answer, I guess. Yeah. This is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go next. But I, was not, I don't know how I feel about this question, but I, I mean, I did civil engineering and some and a math minor but honestly when i i don't think i knew what civil engineering was when i chose it fair enough it was just like i just did like a bunch of physics and calculus and stuff in high school and i could do it and it like leans towards an engineering degree not sure how well informed i was it is crazy to think about that like how you how little you know because i was i was a maths person in high school as well but i was like that didn't mean engineering in my mind. I was like, the I guess just all like a lot of my mates did engineering. Yeah. I did engineering. Um, yeah. And it's literally like, 
I mean, I I enjoyed a lot of it, but I also was like, and I don't know if like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and so I like teched on some maths because I liked those classes. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Could you see yourself like if you had to if you had to go get a job like today or in the near future, would you be applying to engineering Damn. jobs? That is a great question. I I have like (laughs) bad experience with that just because like a lot of my mates who graduated, like, because I did five years, like back home and even in flag as well, like got engineering jobs and we're like, bro, this this kind of sucks. (laughs) And then like, are now doing different stuff. Yeah. But it is like reasonably versatile degree in terms of learning and stuff. I know I was going to go, if I stayed and did a COVID year, <clears throat> I'd applied to do a forestry master's. Classic like, NAU. <clears throat> I can yeah, see you in there, actually. Um, but I'm definitely more interested in like the, like, I don't know, the nature side of everything. Like, um, that's part of the reason I did it's engineering, hippie, uh, soils hippie. and water hippie. and stuff. So you could like go back to school and do more like environmental stuff, potentially? I'd, I'd think about it. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe. Yeah. Be a, be a master of the forest. It's also just a cool sound. <laughs> Freaking degree. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. But then I didn't obviously do that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's such a different life to think about like doing that compared to, I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty scared that like by the time we've all experienced the taste of being pro runners, I think almost every job is going to be a very hard change, life change compared to just how lucky we are to to have what we have now. So I'm definitely scared of that one, but I'm terrified. <laughs> but uh like, it seems I like, like I a lot of runners get survive. into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. To stay in the sport. Definitely. But I don't know if I I don't know how I feel about staying in the sport after. I, yeah, I had this I had this talk with my uh my dad and a couple of his mates. Like it was interesting because you want to stay in the sport because you want to be a positive influence on, on like, if you have like a good resume of what you've succeeded in the sport, you want to give that back to the community and like hopefully help other generations kind of rise to the occasion and be better. But then also you just don't want to deal with the bureaucracy and like a lot of other stuff where you're like, I'm just done with this. I just want to move on with my life and I want to be able to do other things. So it's like, it's an interesting question to have. Like you want to kind of, you don't really want to have one foot in, one foot out because it seems like you're not really aloof. Or you're, you're not really there. Um, mm-hmm. But then you want to be like a part of something that's been a big part of your life and hopefully help people achieve their goals as well. In some way, if you can give them advice or, I don't know, something. Well, yeah, them. we're all going to have a ton of experience that will be beneficial yeah. to someone <laughs> like in the sport by the time we're done. So, so yeah. that'll be, that's an interesting like aspect of it because like I – I do not see myself surviving in the real world. <laughs> I honestly don't think I could survive. Like my brother, to give him credit, like my brother's like one of the funniest guys I know. And he's like, this doesn't seem like he takes anything seriously, but he's really good at his job. Like, and he works so hard and um, I have so much respect for him for what he does because I just don't think I could physically do it. Like he wakes up every day at like 5.30 in the morning to go to work and he's working like pretty pretty hard labor intensive jobs he's also going to TAFE he's all got a uni degree already like he's just got all his qualifications in this classroom as well as like out there in the in the real world so it's just like tempting for me to be like I'm just sitting here recording podcasts with my mates and running around a track like you know it's just like such a different yeah he just looks you look he looks at me he's like he he has that like oh I'm so impressed with what you're doing with your life and your career but I'm like yeah but I'm not really contributing to society Chris like you're building stuff like you're actually like being a contributor in some in some physical way but i to get onto my um, my thing i majored in econ um and history double but i i did i picked i wanted to do journalism i just didn't like it in the states i had like in australia you have an atar and my atar was like more suited to doing journalism at sydney uni and i just didn't do that i went to college in the states and then kind of found that econ was the best degree for me moving forward um doing like because i wanted to go into business school but i wasn't smart enough um so i think afterwards though like after what we've created with coffee club i'd really love to i don't know if it's possible but it is a dream of mine if i could figure out a way to do it 
would be to continue coffee club in some way, whether it's like we could have our own go into the industry of having our own coffee shops or, or branding or marketing um, in some way. I'd love to produce something because I think particularly creating something that the three of us have on our own in today's day and age, that's kind of original, but also kind of fresh and different would be a cool aspect and it'd be a cool thing to keep pushing forward. So I'd love to do that. Or I'd love to work in with, with my econ degree. I'd love to work with marketing and with a brand helping, you know, helping market something or even with Geordie, he said to work with being the man of the forest. I'd love to work with like renewable energy or like environmental costs on, um, in econ, some sort of way like that. Like, um, but yeah, I, I honestly don't know if I could survive. I don't remember anything from my degree. Um, <laughs> I'm not giving myself the best resume moving forward, but I, I do believe that like, I do believe that we'll, we're not, we'll figure it out. I, I yeah. it'll be tough, but we'll figure it out. That's, that's what I believe. Whenever, whenever we start applying for actual jobs, we're going to have to go back and wipe this episode. I was going to say, we're definitely, <laughs> not, we're definitely going to have to delete this episode. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, anything like, from my econ degree, but I'd love to get a job still. <laughs> no, but it's valid. But yeah, I, I do I do obviously agree with you in, in terms of like, who knows what will happen with Coffee Club over time. I think, I will say, I think we're going about it the right way in terms of like gradually trying to build it over time and being open to a lot of different possibilities. And, you know, no matter what happens, like we try and bring our flavor to it and try and like promote the sport, especially in like a very positive way and bring enjoyment to people. And I think, you know, that's something that's always going to be valued. So I don't know exactly what form it'll be in in the coming years, but I would love like for that to keep going in some way. And maybe it does become a job at some point, who knows, but at the very least, I do know that we, I think that we do get good experience through doing this to potentially move into something else in the industry. Like, like you said, like a marketing, I think all of us have talked about like, uh, like working for on, I think a lot of people would like to work for the company that sponsors them. Cause you have those relationships. So who knows, maybe we'll be working marketing for on, we'll be based in, in Zurich or something. Eventually. I think that's like something that I've definitely thought about would be really cool. So yeah, it is interesting to think about that. It'll be, it'll be interesting if we go back to school, any of us, I know, uh, teammate Clex Max, Joe Klecker, is kind of applying for uh, a master's degree and, you take someone like Grant Fisher, uh, who's getting a freaking master's degree at Stanford. Man, he's just like too perfect now. It's like so annoying. <laughs> he's so annoying. He's so good. And he, and he has a freaking podcast. <laughs> he does have a podcast. Like, what can't that man do? Yeah. How is that dude not got a girlfriend? <laughs> does he know? He might though. Well, maybe he does. I bet he does. He must be like private. The, he's like, must be the most eligible bachelor. Yeah. I bet oh, he's yeah. so if he doesn't. <laughs> I think he's so cool that he just would be private about it. Yeah, true. That's how that's we could ruin that for him, though. We could ruin that for him. We could do a segment called um, Grant's Girl, and what we'll do is we'll get people to come onto the pod, and we'll like try and like see, okay, what can you bring to this relationship? Like a dating show. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, he's obviously too busy. Yeah, he, yeah. he's too busy. And we'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the middle ground for we'll him. Take care we'll of do it. the middle stuff for him. And then, yeah. like, if if that girl's got what Grant wants, then Grant can go, yeah, let's go on a date. And we can like yeah. be the, it's like the bachelor or whatever. I don't know. We'll just be the intermission guy. We'll like filter out. That's the filter out. What, what filter out all requires. the, yeah, let's get through it. <laughs> and so any, anyone who's listening, message Grant and tell him about our new segment idea and tell him that we'll find Grant's girl. Grant's yeah, girl. And we're taking applications yeah. and starting immediately. One day, Grant, DM us and uh, we'll try and make it happen. That's a great idea. Man, always <laughs> in ideas, man. Um, yeah, I think, man, that that answering that question was actually very interesting and very informative. I think that's kind of it, it for today. Have we got anything else we want to talk about? How's Gus doing? Dude, I don't know how my boy's doing. He's doing pretty well. I don't know if he belongs to you anymore, bro. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so he's really attached to Avery. Like, he really likes Avery. Really? It's because he probably thinks Avery's me. Is Avery in my room? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what we said. We, we're pretty sure that he thinks Avery's you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's still positive for you, though. If he thinks Avery is you and he's giving Avery all this love, then it's it's the same as the love going to you, I guess. 
think he's still yeah, well, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good luck to get. Right. Yeah, no, he's doing good. He's uh, his belly's getting closer to the ground. Like that's the oh, way really? he's growing. Is he's just getting like he's becoming more <laughs> of a bigger barrel. But he's uh, his spirits are high. He's been enjoying just having like everyone at home all the time. I think. So, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, does miss you though, I'm sure. But yeah, I think that's it for episode 28. Then knocking off another week. Uh, as another mentioned week. at the start, the coffee beans coming out this week uh we'll, we'll talk about it going forwards more but yeah if you want to support us and drink the same beans that we're and drinking then please uh you can find them on our website you can find the links to get them um ollie good luck again go crush it out there we're gonna be cheering for you the whole coffee club fam, fam is behind you so yeah i think that's it thanks everyone for listening thanks guys